One of the really exciting areas in AI is AI in hardware. And there's been a brand new um, tool that was unveiled at the CES 2024 in Las Vegas, and that is the Rabbit. This is a very interesting piece of AI hardware device. Connor, I know you've been watching their videos. You've been Tell, you've been you know, sending me messages about what they're building. Give everyone a little rundown on what Rabbit is exactly and why you think this is kind of a big deal. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's and and you're totally right, right? I mean, 2024 uh, is, I think, going to be the year of hardware. I think that it, it just sort of has to be. Every you know, Sam Altman is trying to build something. Probably, uh, Jaden, you and I on the show a few times have talked about uh, the humane AI pin, uh, which I'm you know is a little controversial. I love it. I think it's just really cool. It's a way of sort of like you know interacting with AI and interacting with the world without having a smartphone. And as somebody who has uh, teenagers, I love this idea. It's also just a beautiful thing. But Rabbit has also really captured the imagination of folks. So Rabbit, if you've seen it, by the way, Jaden, I watched the 25 minute uh, talk on this, like the demo. Jaden, what kind of demo is 25 minutes long? It felt like an eternity in the TikTok world. But here we are. And, you know, the CEO gets up there, Jesse, uh, super sweet guy, kind of on a TED uh, sort of stage. I don't know if you saw this or not. And he pulls out uh, the rabbit, right? Which is this piece of hardware, kind of like an orange uh, box. Looks like a little speaking spell or something like that. Looks a little goofy, sort of like has, has a tiny camera on it and everything like that. But immediately like, when he gets into it, it's interesting, right? And you're, you're sort of like waiting to see where this thing will go. Now, at the very basic uh, sort of like level, this is essentially, it looks, a, it has a little bit of like a walkie-talkie button on it kind of thing. And you pull it out and it has a screen on it. And the whole thing about this is, well, a couple of things. Number one, it's almost like a little portable chat GPT. So some of the examples he was giving was like, oh, gosh, I wish I could remember them exactly. But I think he said like, what's the nature of reality or something like that. And then, you mm -hmm. know, how big does an oak tree go? So let me say first, I'm always sympathetic to people trying to do use cases on ChatGPT because they're all going to be goofy because everybody wants different things. But so, you know, no shade there. But that, you know, in itself is pretty interesting, sort of similar to what Humane Pin does. So instead of pulling out your phone, like the, you know, the AI pin, you're just sort of say like, hey, blah, 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 search this or do this or can you tell me this? So that right off the bat, that's becoming, I think, the you know sort of table stakes for a hardware, a piece of hardware. Now, what's really interesting about Rabbit is, uh, I think anyway, is that it's it's actually creating a kind of a new kind of model, right? Almost like a new foundation model, right? And that's going from LLM to I think what they're calling LAM, which is instead of large language model, it's a large action model. And I was kind of going deep into this a little bit, but uh, I was just sort of like pulling up some. Uh, some notes on this, but essentially like what it is, is it's going to be essentially what you want agents to be doing, right? So I sort of had to wait till the end of the 25 minutes to see how this does this. And then I'll, I'll shut up because I want to get your reaction on this, Jaden. But I think this is important. So essentially you can sync this thing up with, uh, you know, uh, open table and kayak and I don't know, American Airlines and all that kind of stuff. And you can actually do it like you would do an autonomous agent, as you know. The autonomous agent front is huge because it's not just sort of telling you, hey, what's out there, but it actually takes things on your behalf. So the example that he was giving, I might have it wrong, but it's like, hey, I'm going to Rome. Give me, you know, two nonstop flights, two flights for kids. Uh, give me a good hotel, all that kind of stuff. And it actually brings it up pretty well. Now, I cannot speak to the efficacy and the quality of the outcome. But that's what it's trying to do. Now, there's there's something on kind of the front end where you have to sync it to your laptop and, and upload the, the programs that you want. 
uh, things like that. But I don't know, Jaden, like this is like really interesting. And, and as you always say, look, we're at the beginning here. But Jaden, if I throw all that out you, like what's your initial reaction on that stuff? Yeah, okay, so I'm excited. AI hardware excites me. Any new devices excite me. The thing that I think, the thing that's most exciting is the price point. What is it, like two two ninety nine no, or something? No, one ninety nine. It's two hundred dollars. One ninety nine. Okay, so like two hundred bucks compared to the AI, uh, the Humane Pin, which is like eight hundred bucks. Um, I believe it definitely is a little bit more attainable of a price. It feels maybe less like an iPhone and more like a here's an interesting, useful little tool that you might buy for everyone. Um, I'll be curious to see uh, what kind of adoption it gets. Now. I think there's a lot of really interesting use cases and, and those interesting use cases are, this is, are, are like AI, but they're not, I don't know if they have to be a device. And that's my only, my, that's my question for you that I'd love to get your opinion on, because I know you love hardware and you've, you've talked about the humane pin and how you think it's cool. Is this something though, that needs to be its own device or is it fun to be its own device? Could okay, this Jane, just this be an a, iPhone app? This is such a good question that you're asking, right? Because this goes to the heart of everything. Like how many inventions were like, well, I don't need that because I can just, all I have to do is go to the grocery store. Why do I need something like, you know, Uber Eats delivering my groceries? Like what you've touched upon right there is absolutely critical. So just first in terms of the pricing, I think it's $199 for the rabbit. I think Humane Pin, I think the AI Pin is 600 but then there's a subscription model uh, along with it. But Jaden, don't you feel like, it's a leading question there clearly, but like, don't you feel like things like, you know, apps and hardware and things like that. It's not about whether or not like you need it. It's like, do people love it or not? I mean, you think about all these social media platforms like, uh, you know, Be Real and stuff like that. Like all of them are to me, you know, as like, I don't want to say I'm a Luddite. I just don't love social media other than LinkedIn. Follow me on LinkedIn. Follow me and Jaden on LinkedIn, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. You know, they all seem kind of similar to me. I'm like, well, why? You know, I'm asking my 14-year-old and 12-year-old like, well, why are you even interested in this one? It does the exact same thing. And they're like, dad. How could you possibly possibly say that this does the same thing? You are you out of your mind, right? And this is the thing, right? I'm seeing something like the humane pin. I'm seeing something like rabbit. And I'm like, I use ChatGPT all the time on my phone. Now, can I just press it on my phone? Is my phone already in my hand? Yes, absolutely. But is there something about having a different device? And now here's the here's the other thing with the rabbit, like. It's a little, it's it's not, I don't mean it's bulky at all. It's it's not, it's small, all that kind of stuff. But I'm just like, I, I'm having a, and I may be proven crazy wrong on this, but it does feel a little bit like the iPhone. Like everything I can do on that, I can kind of do on the iPhone. So I'm not sure that that would be the thing for me. Now at 199, am I dying to try it out? Absolutely. I think the thing about the AI pin and people have been sort of throwing some shade at the AI pin being like, oh, you know, that's not going anywhere. Whereas this rabbit thing. But the thing about the AI pin is that just like it sits on you, you just talk to it as if it's sort of like floating along with you. So Jaden to kind of like, that's a very long way of coming back to, do people need this if they already have an app on the phone? How do you think about that? Because I think that that's what is the difference between uh, Google Glass and, you know, and a billion dollar company. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, to straw man that a little bit, because I'm like maybe more skeptical than you are on some of the hardware. Like, I think it's cool and I want it try it out but like i don't always have like the the novelty things i don't have like a folding phone or those kind of things um what i will say though that i think is a good point you bring up if people love it it doesn't really matter if it could be an iphone app right and i think about uh so for example my wife has like this thing it's called like a yodo player 
for our kids. And it's like essentially just a giant Bluetooth speaker and you get these little cards that have like a story on them and you slide them in the top and it plays like the story and it can play like some little like children's podcasts and like, you know, radio music that's cool for like, okay for kids and stuff. Anyways, she has this device. All of the features on this could just be an app, right? You could just have an audiobook app for kids that also has like some radio and also has like little kids podcast on there. She's playing audio. But how, it's like this really well-designed, really cute packaged like device. And I think what people like is like, you could just give this thing to your kid. You're not worried that they're going to get on the internet and, you know, have any sort of issues or you're not worried about you having to give them a phone or your phone. It's just a little device. And so like my four-year-old, he runs around with his little Yoda player and he like <laughs> listens to like French awesome. cards to teach him French. And I'm thrilled. I'm like, great. You just like go entertain yourself for like half an hour in your room listening to like someone tell a story in French. Like that sounds great to me. So it could be an app, but it's a product and it's well-designed. And I think we're seeing the same thing here with the Humane Pin and with um, Rabbit. If these things are like well-designed, really cool products, they have a cool use case, you don't want to use your phone all the time. And people like a novel product. And the last product I'll, I'll give as an example to this is the Nintendo Switch. I mm -hmm. myself am not a gamer, but I know a lot of people that love the Nintendo Switch, which really, like, what is it? It's just like... A, super big tablet that also has like a couple of thumb controllers on it. Like in reality, you could probably figure out how to do all that kind of stuff on an iPhone or an iPad, but people like having a designated uh, device for that. And so I think there definitely is room for more devices, even though at the end of the day, we can figure out how to jam every device into a phone. I think it's cool sometimes to have these devices with unique single purpose. Yeah, no, I agree. And I like it too. Your example of the kids stuff is a fantastic example because that's actually practical. Like you don't want your four-year-old to break this. So I'm going to give it to this, you know, like rabbit is the same kind of thing. Like it looks like, again, like we said, like a speaking spell, right? It just looks like an easy thing that you can just sort of like carry around with you, all that kind of stuff. I don't think it makes phone calls and all that kind of stuff, but it is just, will people want it or not? It might be like the cool thing. I mean, I have no idea why people wear Crocs everywhere. Crocs to me are absolutely ridiculous. Like, but, and yet, you know, people love them. So there's no accounting for like what this thing could look like or anything like that. Like this giant plastic molded thing. I think the AI pin uh, looks very cool, but it's way more expensive. You know, it's 600 bucks. Like, I mean, like, are people going to want to invest in that? I, I don't know. But here's the other thing, Jaden, that I want to sort of like just uh, touch on as we're sort of like thinking about hardware, because the hardware case, you and I, I think both love the big swings. Like we love when people come out with this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, in CES over at, uh, in Vegas right now, the big uh, consumer electronics, uh, show, uh, they're coming out with some phenomenal things, even some of these things that cost like, you know, $100,000. But again, big swings with AI is exciting. The other, the only other thing I'd say on this is that, you know, I'm thinking about this too, with like bland AI with that sort of like thing that sends out half a million calls, uh, you know, a day or whatever, we should do a podcast on that, uh, at some point too. Sometimes you'll see a product and you'll look at, and then all of a sudden you look at like the underlying thing. You're like, you know, the underlying thing is, you know, I think this is one like the show Silicon Valley on HBO too. Sometimes the underlying tech is almost more interesting than the product itself, right? And so what they're building is this LAM instead of LLM. And I was kind of like looking up like, and there's not a lot of information because it's probably super proprietary about what it is, but I was asking ChatGPT to sort of like help me figure this out. And it was essentially saying, that the mechanisms, it's like it's likely a natural language input, you know, and then it has to understand the intent behind it and then translate that intent into a series of actions or commands that can be executed by an application. And then on the training data, apart from linguistic data, LAMs 
might also require training on data sets that include uh, user interaction patterns, command execution sequences, interface interactions to understand how different tasks are performed across different software platforms. And like when, like, cause it's going to sort of like have to figure out there's a higher bar here to figure out like, well, if you want to, you know, I want to go to Rome. Now, if it's going to execute on it, there's like a higher bar there. So in a way to me, the underlying software is almost more interesting than the product itself, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think like you, like we always say, it's early days. These things get better. They add new features. It's exciting. And the big question for me with the hardware side of things is like, can the, the, can like the, the less powerful version now be exciting enough that it can get some adoption so they can iterate because the big problem is if it doesn't get enough excitement, it doesn't do enough, then it won't get enough adoption. They can't iterate and the company won't be able to, to grow. So I think it's exciting. It all kind of depends on some of this early traction they get. So it's definitely something we'll be following closely. AI and hardware is a fascinating topic. To the listener, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. Um, if you learned something new about AI hardware and this is kind of interesting to you, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review um, on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. It helps new people find the podcast. So it is amazing if you're able to do that. But we all hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day.